You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Welcome to the Geeks Pub. I'm Tim Robertson, and that's David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. He's playing uh, Batman's cousin. Yeah. Who has a... Fat, bo- fat balding restraining order cousin. Yeah, he's got... A, he, there's a restraining order against him from his wife. She's had enough. Because she, she, she can't stand him talking like this all the time. No. Right, and you can't blame her. <laughs> so, anyways... That's, that's what really scares the criminals. It's yes. not the back gap and everything. It's the fact that he talks like this. That's right. I am vengeance. Yep. Uh, we're going to get into the Batman because I've finally seen it. And, uh, yeah. you know, I didn't go to the theater. I waited for it to come out to HBO Max. I did see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and David has not. So we're going to hold that for the next episode. Hopefully, David yep. sees it by then. Yep. Um, but to start off, we're going to talk about something that I guarantee anybody that's listening in the U.S. doesn't know anything about, really. <laughs> Maybe that really bad Will Ferrell movie. And. I know a little bit, and David's into it, and that is... The Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> Here, yeah. So, they call it a contest. You call it a contest. We're mildly arguing about this. It's a talent show as far as I'm concerned. Well, it's not, because a talent show would imply they take people who have no track record uh, and no experience and give them an opportunity to find out who comes, becomes the best. Uh, and even if you take something like um, America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent, where you get more experienced people on, it's still kind of, you know, like purely voted by the public. The Eurovision for a long time was never like that and only recently has had a public vote element. And even as it is... They still have a professional music jury from every country. Funnily enough, last night, Britain topped the jury poll in terms of in terms of the professionals. They thought we had the best song and we would have won in. in So these are established musicians. So you guys have like you two as your team. It's it's not it's it tends to be people in the music industry. So it's perform. It's not as many performers as it is producers, writers, people from record companies, those sorts of things. So. As, as as credible as as anybody might consider executives in the music industry to be, they're the not. juries are, are as credible as as they are. Yeah, they're so, they're they're not credible at all. Well, you know, they're well, not. that's the, in some respects that is one of the reasons they brought in the public vote to give people a right to say what they liked as well as just what the um, music experts liked. I don't take any competition seriously when someone has to vote on it, like. I'll give you some examples. The Olympics is a farce. Uh, My wife loves watching the Summer and Winter Olympics. I can't stand it. Unless it's an actual competition where they score points from an actual D, not I'm going to give you five points. They hit a target, that's five points. You're in a boxing match, I knock that dude out, I win. Well, well, I think yeah, this guy did box, better. I, a box, a bo- even a boxing match has judges and people who award points. And right. if you don't get the knockout, then it becomes a subjective, expert-decided contest. But that's much the problem. Most competitions are like that, aren't they? Yes, and, and you always see, and almost especially boxing, boxing is a prime example of these, oh, they were obviously paid off because this other guy clearly won. He knocked this guy down three times. He never went down. He got more punches in. The other guy barely touched him, and yet the other guy wins. Oh, how, how does that happen? I, I, I've I'd seen say that more even, often. I'd say than, even, even, 
even sports like um, soccer, American football and uh, baseball are all subjective as well because they're refereed, there are rules and the interpretation of the rules and whether you've broken the rules is, is down to subjective decisions by people who could be influenced by a whole load of things. Yeah, but less than someone from voting. The teams they re- I'm going <laughs> to vote for this. this uh, yeah. I, and especially something as subjective as singing. And a song. Yeah. Which song is better? Well, how how is that even a competition? Well, it's a competition because yeah, the rules of the, co- the according to the rules of the competition, somebody is somebody is deemed on the night to be better than the other. Um, I the 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 point is is the entertainment value of anything like this is you watch it you you like the ones you like and then you see how well they do compared to everybody else and uh, you're you're rooting for the one you like the best and sometimes that does really well sometimes it doesn't the point about eurovision is that look in the past for many many years it kind of was what what will ferrell's movie was mocking it for which was um it was kind of cheesy it was very low production um it was kind of corny um it didn't really represent what modern what the music around it at the time really was um you know it wasn't pop it wasn't pop music it was something different over the last 20 years or so it really has started to change it's now far more a big entertainment thing i mean it has a massive audience ship over 200 million people were watching it last night across europe yeah so in some respects it has to have something going for it otherwise that many people wouldn't watch um, in Europe, it, it is really a big deal, um, especially outside of the UK. I think one of the problems we've had over the last few years, in the last few years, we've done absolutely terribly. I mean, last year, we literally scored zero points at all from anybody, from both the judges' vote and from the public vote. We got no points at all. Um, so that's how badly we've been doing. This year, I think we decided we were going to take it a little bit more seriously. Uh, and, and in terms of a, a snapshot of what pop music is like now across Europe, um, it's it's a pretty reasonable repre- representation. I was waiting um, for the Brexit vision to start because I didn't think you guys would compete in Eurovision since you're not well, part of... You know. so, so here's the thing, and, and, and actually I, I fielded questions from my kids last night about this because some of the... There's 40 countries that compete... Uh, Russia compete normally. They were kicked out this year, as were Belarus, because of uh, their actions. And funnily enough, um, on on the back of a huge public vote win last night, Ukraine won the contest. So there you go. So um, it's you know it's completely fair and unbiased. Yeah. Well, okay. the, well, as I say, on the jury's vote, they didn't uh-huh. win. The, but they had a pretty. To be fair, they had a pretty catchy kind of interesting song. It's kind of a Ukraine Ukraine folk thing. Uh, but yes, obviously, the geopolitical situation very much swayed the public vote, and it's always had an element of that. Even though all of the judges on all the panels sign a piece of paper and Eurovision says this every year sign a piece of paper saying that they will judge it purely on the music and and do uh, not consider uh, geopolitical considerations at all you always get the thing where Serbia Croatia Montenegro vote for each other because they are all next to each other you know uh, Portugal always gives 12 points which is the maximum score uh, from their jury vote to uh, Spain because they're next to each other the Baltic 
states, like um, particularly the ex-Soviet Union ones, in times gone past, not so much this year, funnily enough, but in times gone past, have always voted for each other and given the most points for that. And that has skewed the contest in some ways. In some but ways? Of- Jesus, are you <laughs> kidding me? Yeah, you just said is, everybody votes for their buddies, and then uh, well, but yet not, they uh, sign a piece of paper that doesn't mean shit. Yeah, that I mean, Greece and Cyprus and Malta tend to do that as well. Yeah, having shocker. said that, having said that, it generally kind of balances out and doesn't make a huge amount of difference. If you look at the countries that have won over the last few years, or well, over the last 20, 30 years, it's not really influenced things that much. Um, and at the end of the day, it is only a song contest. We're not talking about um, talent show. People, <laughs> we're not talking about um about it amounting to anything beyond what it is um but it's interesting it's been interesting for britain this year because we very nearly won last night and if it hadn't been for the public vote for ukraine i think we probably would have won last night um and as i say to go from last year where we literally got zero points from the entire continent to coming second and probably would have won if it hadn't been for um an element of Ukraine sympathy vote. Uh, I think I think that that shows that we're taking it a bit more seriously now. Uh, if you listen to the songs, some of them are catchy as hell. Some of them are very weird and off the wall. Mm-hmm. There was uh, Norway's entry last night, which was a song called "Give." Uh, is, they were called they they were dressed up as uh, they were wearing yellow foam wolf heads the two guys who were singing it oh so this um, is a serious they, competition then. <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah and they were they were singing give that wolf a banana before it eats my grandma um so yes there are some people who kind of play it for the laughs some um, some yeah not everybody so yeah. mm. you know so uh, look it's a bit of a cultural phenomenon it's it's as perplexing to to americans as um you know things like uh truck pulling and some of the other weird things you guys do. No, no, no. I, those are weird too. I don't. <laughs> I'm not giving that a. a yeah. It's well, so here's the shit. thing: is there anything like that's national in the United States that that encompasses the whole country? That's kind of on that kind of goofy. Yeah, level? yeah, yes. Our love for Joe Biden. <laughs> well, at least Eurovision tries to keep overt politics out of it. Politics then, is everything. Just, in the US just one other thing is is. Um, you said about Europe, it's not really a European contest, it's a Eurovision contest. So it's the European Broadcasting Corporation who actually broadcasts not only over Europe, but as, a, as I say, all the way into Russia and the Middle East, everything like that. It's, it's countries who participate in that transmission scheme who get to, who get to play. So Israel, Israel was there, uh, Malta was there, um, countries like that you know all the way through the uh, the baltic states as well and then then up to russia though as i said russia were um not there so uh, to be honest with you i was surprised last night when ukraine won that uh, a russian didn't run on the stage and try and grab the trophy well there's always that <laughs> you know yeah roll into the car park with some tanks and start shelling the building the thing is now somebody the, with the, the drones would have stopped them yeah the thing is is that the country that wins is expected to host the competition the following year which obviously is a little bit iffy for Ukraine at the moment, and we don't know when the war is going to end or if it's going to end. So I don't know how that they're going to kind of dealt with. Uh, and despite the fact what I just said about all these Euro, Eurovision transmission companies um, participating, for some reason a few years ago they invited Australia, and so Australia also sings too now, which um, I must admit even I struggled to understand why they did that. Apart from the fact that presumably the, the, the Australians really like it. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, you what know. you just described sounds fascinating. I mean, I totally want to see the wolf head. 
I think well, let's have a world contest. Let's get uh, let's get the Americans involved. Yeah, you know? that'll think, go well. I think uh, U.S., Canada, and then all the South American countries. Yep, uh, that would be uh, that would add a little bit more to it. Yeah, well, not all of them. Not Panama. Screw those guys. Um, <laughs> just saying that. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, it. <laughs> Amer- I, I I would say Americans have no interest in that except. American Idol and the next big thing and all that crap. I hate, I hate, I hate all of it. All of it. I hate. Um, I think it's awful. I think it's terrible for the music industry. I think it's awful for these young musicians that now think that's what they have to do to get big instead of making music, getting on the road, playing shitty little dive bars, honing your craft. That's how you become. I think most of the guys, most of the guys you see in Eurovision have done all of that as well. I mean, the, the band, the Italian band that won last year, a band called Maniskin, yeah, have become huge worldwide stars. They've sold out tours in North America as a result of, of the exposure they got from Eurovision. Who? Maniskin. Oh, sure. I remember them. They, they opened just, for you know what? Skin. You, I'm, I'm sorry. You and I are now of the age that if <laughs> we haven't heard of it, that doesn't mean shit in terms of what it means oh, for the music industry because we're too kidding. old now. Yeah. <laughs> so. We, Julie and I went we, shoe shopping. We love the Rolling Stones, for God's sake. Ju- Julie and I went shoe shopping last night, and we walked in. We went into the uh, the local mall, I, mm-hmm. and we were lamenting how different it is. I mean, three-quarters of the stores, if not more, probably more like four-fifths of the stores are completely closed. There's nothing there. Yeah. Um, but funnily enough, there's three different friggin' shoe stores. Yeah. And um, because shoes is something you really do need to try on, really. Yeah, yes. Yeah, <clears throat> I get the Amazon very, thing that if it doesn't fit, yeah. send it back. But that's a pain in the ass too. So, yeah. anyways, we are in a uh, shoe store and they're playing some. I want to call it music, but <laughs> and I'm very open to music. To be honest with you, I am not one of those guys that are like, oh, if I didn't grow up with it, it's shit. I don't. Mm. I like a lot of the new music. I really do. And. <laughs> But what they were playing last night in the mall was just, it was awful. I, I don't know what the hell it was. And again, I'm not one of those guys that old fuddy-duddy, it's got to be made in the 80s for me to like it. No, I like a lot of the newer stuff. Yes, yes, yes. But, no, yes, I really do. Totally is. But, <laughs> man, this you'll was just garbage. You'll allow the late 90s. <laughs> no, I actually, I don't like a lot of the 90s music. A lot of the 90s music, I thought, sucked. It got way better in the 2000s, and the stuff that come out oh. now, especially the alt scene, is fantastic. Yeah. It sounds yeah. so good. But the reality is, is that whichever year you're living in at the time, uh, a good 70% of all the music on the radio sucks, and it's and the only stuff that lasts for the next you know, that you will you will hear um, played. 10 years afterwards is the decent stuff and everything else you forget how much filler crap there is in the charts all the time it's yeah yeah anyway did you shazam any of this stuff was there anything yeah i did yeah and yeah all of it who's it by i don't know it was awful it it was i don't mind rapper or r&b or you know yeah there's some of it's good but we're in a store, and this guy, the the lyrics are just like, really? That's what you're playing in stores now? That's uh, acceptable. Was it, was it the um, the the rap the gold gold rap lifestyle? Uh, I don't I don't know what it was. It was I'm terrible. Go, I'm going to smack smack my hose about yeah. while I wave all my money about. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well that that, that is. I I mean that I I I think 
I see there's a place for that. You you and I don't live in that world, but but I I find it hard to understand how even people who do live in that world don't see that to be a uh, almost a pastiche of itself now. I mean, every single rapper is wandering around, you know, he's climbing out of his <laughs> Escalade with his with his gold chains on and his gun in his hand and his uh, and gun in one hand, uh, a pile of bills in the other, and he's going on about his bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just like, yeah, but yeah, that's, not, that's not really fresh, is it? That's not really new. Well, you know? music is very subjective, obviously. I just think if you're going to be a store... And a lot of your patrons or families coming in to for children to try on shoes. Maybe play some boring music that people can just ignore, just to give it well, an ambient yeah. sound. Yeah. Y- you don't uh, play hardcore rap. Well, a lot, unfortunately, a lot of times, uh, particularly in sleepy little malls where there's not much going on. Yeah. You know, the people who are, the unsupervised people who are working in the mall go, "Oh, we're going to put our own music on." Yep. You know. Plug plug my phone into the mm-hmm. uh, music system and play it, and uh, and then you get that. I've been in restaurants where I've had you know all of a sudden the music gets turned up because the um, you know the spotty oik behind the counter likes a particular song, and then all of a sudden I can't speak to my family, and you have to go over and say you know, like an old guy, turn yeah, it down, turn that shit down. What are you doing, idiot? Yeah. yeah, I think. Well, a lot of people have been in that. I have been in that position, and I have got shitty with people like, dude, what are you doing? I, yeah. I can't talk to my wife right here. Can you turn that crap down? Yeah. And I look at you, oh, sorry. No, you're not. Just turn it down, freaking <laughs> idiot. So if you want to listen to it, put a headphone in. Mm-hmm. No, AirPods are a thing now, haven't you heard? You know, let's talk about AirPods for a minute. I do have a pair of AirPods. I think I talked yep. about this on TechFan last week, which, yep. of course, was in the uh, Geeks um, pub yeah. feed, I guess, if you will. And you bought them on sale. Yeah. I, I got them on sale. I used them again for lawn mowing. I gotta say, the the strength of the noise cancellation in these are just fantastic. Oh yeah, no, I mean they're I mean, so they, good. That 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 technology really has matured to the point now where if I have headphones on that doesn't have it, with the exceptions of the ones I've got on right now, because I kind of need to hear the ambient sound around me, um, yeah. it's just hey, stop hissing at each other. Or, you, you know, go. take it to the logical conclusion. Prime example. Um, I, I'm, you know, I was mowing the lawn. I was weed whacking. I was using the uh, uh, the blower, the air blower yeah. thing, leaf blower. Um, you could barely hear the lawnmower. Yep. And a lawnmower is loud. But yep. the strength of uh, noise cancellation is exactly for that kind of repetitive sound. It, it does a yep. really good job of just blocking it out and the the airpods pro have received some fair criticism for their cost for in-ear headphones but that's one of the advantages you get if you buy any pair of noise cancelling headphones that are higher up in the price range just because they can afford to spend more on different multiple microphones and the signal processing you're going to get um a very good noise cancellation and i completely agree with you having had Bose headphones and Sony headphones and the over-ear types as well, the ones that mm-hmm. really have the, you know, the Bose. Well, Bose that's where it started. The, yeah, they have the noise cancelling, which is so good that when you turn it on, you feel like there's pressure in your ears yeah. because it's so quiet, yeah? Um, the AirPods Pro, I think, are probably, and I've, I've tried a few different 
um in ears yeah. and and i think the airpods pros are right up there with well that's why i wanted know, to bring it up because yeah. it's it's so impressive it really is yeah. i still wish now i don't know if this is an uh, an iphone issue or the or something that artificially is added because of apple that you just can't crank them that bothers me well you can't send them too loud yeah yeah. It tops out at a point where you can hear just fine and the noise cancellation is blocking everything else, but I want it just a little bit louder. Mm-hmm. You know, when, I, when I'm when i listening to music, I like it louder. I don't like it soft. I want it louder. I don't mean the music itself, you know, with loud sounds. I mean, I want, I want to feel it. I want it to um, take over the space. Yeah. And I don't feel like the iPhone gets loud enough to do that. It never brings me the immersion that I want when I listen to, for instance, the headphones I got right now, if I plug it into my Mac and crank them up. Th- yeah. There's no comparison. And I want that. I don't know if Apple is artificially restricting the volume or, well, they have to be because... Because <laughs> yeah, all the headphones get louder. Yeah, all the headphones yeah. get louder and these just don't. It's like, come on, yeah. what are you doing? Stop well, it. I'm, I'm Maybe sure there's a they've... setting I don't know. Like, Yeah, maybe. You know, don't make me deaf yeah. setting. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, damn it, if I want to go deaf, you, I should be you, able to crank it up. You basically want to be able to turn them up to 11. I do. I, you know, <laughs> if I really wanted to enjoy music, I'd always put a, the AKGs that I've got right now on and crank it. And, oh, it just sounds so good. Yeah. Now, I, I'm more often than not going to crank up if everyone's gone because otherwise, ugh. Um, my clips speakers on my computer with the sub yeah that's the best sound i get yeah i do wonder if actually one of the um uh, factors in that is the fact that we're older now and our hearing is not as good as it used to be and so when you're a 20 something engineer working at apple and you're deciding on the maximum volumes you're hearing it louder than we are and you're going well that's loud enough any louder than that you might risk your hearing Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah you've got to deal deal with the people who've already bugged their hearing yeah that's right (laughs) We went to Metallica so, concerts back in the day, and exactly, Def Leppard yeah. and, and Motley Crue, and you need you need an uh, an old bugger mode where basically it's like I can't hear it. Turn it up. I, I think I do have better hearing than most people my age because I still hear things like they have that mosquito sound. They're like you, if you're old, you can't hear this. I could totally hear it, but yet I'm still saying to my wife, "What?" All the time. Yeah. I think it's, it's selective no, hearing. It's it's it's. It is the. I think that's part of the problem. Is that you, as your hearing starts to degrade, and it does for everybody as we get older, mm-hmm. it's it's the um, discrimination of different oh, yes. sounds in in the background that 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 goes first. Um, you know, it's kind of like a loss of resolution, really, rather than actually being able to. The problem is you can hear it, but you just can't understand it. Um, then uh, that brings up the age-old question: What would you rather lose, your sight? Your taste, your smell, or your hearing. I think for me it would be, if I had to lose one of them, it'd be my sense of smell. I think I could be fine with, because I can still eat, and you're not going to taste as well, but I would rather be able to hear and see things than taste, or than smell things. 
I don't want to ever. I don't want to ever be put in a situation where I have to choose which one of my oh, senses. You, to you be have. Reduced. You have to lose one. Which one it no, is? No, no. I'm sorry. I I reject your <laughs> reject your the question. hypothesis. Your um, hypothesis is like, you know, what, what is this hell? Is this torture? Oh, okay. okay which one are you going to lose? It's like, as I say, it would definitely which be smell. One you, which one of your fingers is your favorite? Because you're going <laughs> to lose one. This is like I could lose my pinky and be all right. <laughs> no. No, I'm just saying, let's not lose any. Let's take that question off the table. Okay. Um, (laughs) Send me a, send me a fine or something. Let's let's not start removing any of my senses. Well, pot is legalized in the U S for the most part now, all over the place, it seems. And I can't stand the smell of it. So, and I seem to smell it a lot. (laughs) So I'm okay. Losing that smell. Um, Let's talk about, you know, something geeky. Yeah. And that is, well, two things, really. Star Trek. Yeah. Um, have you, uh, before we move into, I, I know we're going to talk about Picard. Picard, yeah. But have the you first seen... Scenes, the first episode. I haven't watched the second one yet. Yeah. Of uh, Brave New Worlds. Yes. I've yeah. seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one. Yeah. So, same for me. But I have to say. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. And what, what a breath of fresh air. Wasn't this find... exactly what we were talking about before yeah, exactly. with Discovery? Yes. Discovery is these yeah. overblown drawn out stories that take episodes and episodes and nothing freaking happens and except for the one chick overacts way too much i just want star trek like not necessarily the 60s or even the the 90s i something in between that's action-packed that looks cool i like the characters something happens every episode and they resolve it and they move on Exactly. Oh my God! Th- yeah. Where has this been? This is so I good. This I thought good. the Orville was the best Star Trek out there. It's not. This is now <laughs> the best yeah. Star Trek. I mean, it's yeah. so good. Because, and, and this this first episode in particular, because it, it it does this thing where it harks back to a whole load of original Star Trek episodes yep. while doing something new with it. Yep. Because basically they go, oh yeah, those rules. Yeah, we don't do that. Yeah. it's so good it is so good and i'm just you know i'm blown away that this is being made right now and i don't understand why we get picard and we're going to get to picard but why we get picard and why we get discovery and they could have been doing this what what is wrong with you how do you not know this is what people want People have been clamoring for this for years, and you keep regurgitating this drawn-out crap with Discovery. I still can't finish Discovery's new season. I got like yeah, halfway I've, through I've, the second episode, and I was like, I don't care. I don't yeah, like I've, any of these characters. I've not been not be keeping up with it, because it, it definitely is lower down my priority. Uh, it's it's awful compared to yeah. Picard or Brave New World. Brave New World is just, uh, it's just phenomenal is so it, far. Is it Brave New Worlds or is it Strange New Strange, Worlds? I don't know. Strange. It's, I, I think keep, it's Strange. mixing them up. Yeah, I think it is Strange New Worlds, yeah. Um, and, you know, I have to say, uh, Captain Pike, I mean, he just makes, uh, the, the only problem with it is he just makes, uh, you look at this and you think, why would anybody on this ship work with Ca- Captain Kirk after this? Right. Because he makes Captain Kirk look like a complete dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is far more likable. Well, I know? always thought the point of Captain Kirk was he was kind of a dick. Yeah, but... He was a yeah. reckless asshole who should never have been a captain. Well, if you, actually, if you think about it, if you think back to the original series, it's just like that's there's that small... It's basically it's it's the Kirk Spot McCoy show. Yes, uh, and everyone else is kind of expendable. Even yeah. the even the actors even the actors who are now you know viewed Iconic. as part of the ensemble. Yeah. I mean, uh, what I, re- I seem to remember that um, 
there was one episode where uh, Uhura was regressed, her, her mind was wiped and they had to retrain her, which was just a, an awful thing to do for an actor. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, well, it's well known that, that pretty much everybody else on the show was was treated like crap compared to the stars and it showed in the scripts yep. um, and um, and so maybe that does fit with the uh, you know Kirk is a, an arsehole but everybody liked him type type meme I don't know but um, but this is this is much much as this is a great show and, it, and you can tell it's going to be really enjoyable yeah you could tell the people that are making it understand what people want not I have a vision and I'm going to make the that's the problem with Discovery. Someone has a vision in this whole series. In season is going to be about this and this character's well, growth. And, uh, so here's the up. thing, and this is going to this is going to lead a little bit into Picard. I think what the problem with with event television, where every season is a is a big long story, yep. is it is exhausting. It is, and you look at what the what the crew of Discovery have been through, and you just think, well, if it were me, I'd be, um, you know, I want to get off that break- ship. Yeah, I'd be breaking a water glass and eating the pieces at this point. I'd be going, you know, I just I can't deal with any more drama. And um, it's just like, you know, don't they ever have just an ordinary day when they're, when they're not trying to save the entire universe? And I think that's, that's part of the problem is it just kind of wears you out. The fact that it's everything all the time is the stakes are always so high. No wonder they're so highly strong. And you just think, you know, writers, just give them a break. Just take it down a few notches. Um, and, uh, it gets, and it, yeah, it's it's yeah. So let's talk it's, about Picard um, yeah. because it probably is too early to to get into the new Star Trek series too much. We're both an episode yeah. behind. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into it when the season ends. You know, we'll talk about the entire season. Well, yeah, and and we've we've also have seen many instances of shows which start starts great and goes to shit real quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, Picard, I think, kind of is exactly that. The first season of Picard I thought was great with a couple of fill-in episodes just to get to the end. Yeah. But I liked it a lot. Now, did I like it a lot because nostalgia, maybe. Um, it's Picard. That's who I wanted to see. And there's no one like Patrick Stewart, even though he's yeah. getting up there in age. Um, yeah. Season two. Great. Q is back. Just what we need. Because... Yeah. They didn't play that on enough. The, the next generation opened with Q and ended with Q. And the the series finale for the next generation should have been the last that we saw of Q. It was the perfect cornerstone for that entire series. Well, well yeah. I mean, I was of the view when they brought Q back at the beginning of Picard season two. That's great. They've come up with something new. They've come up with a new idea. And, and, the pro- and I think that's what really irritates me about this season is that They've had some great ideas, and they've—I think—they've kind of squandered this season. Mm-hmm. It's—it thematically, it's all over the place. Yep. It has—it uh, has too many subplots going on at once. Yeah. I think the writing. Uh, one of the things we really pl- play, praised about Picard the first season and the beginning of the second season was this great writing. Yep. And yet, this has so many plot holes because the writing is weak. Really you bad. Know? So, so it's like, almost like they the, don't know science fiction. Well, it's almost like they don't know the subject matter. It, it seems it comes across like, right, we've got this mix of characters. We've got to shuffle them around the board. We can't keep everyone in the same place at the same time. And that has led to these incredibly contrived situations. Right. For example, right, you have, you end up in a situation, the first two, three episodes, I was really into this. And I like where they ended up, right? So you've got the Borg Queen, 
generally hailed, even in the evil Terran timeline, to be one of the most dangerous creatures in the galaxy. You've got her on the ship. She's already done some stuff to the ship, so she's shown that you can't trust her, even though she's notionally on board with what you want to do. So you've now got things to do. Who are you going to leave in charge of the Borg Queen? Are you going to leave the former Borg who spent 30 years of her life as a Borg and has spent the rest of her life dealing with that legacy, who knows the Borg inside out and is not remotely going to fall for any tricks from the Borg Queen in charge, because that's who I'd leave, yeah? Or, or the cynical leave... guy, pilot of the ship, who's it's kind of his ship, who yeah, exactly. you know, or doesn't are... trust her at all and continuously says that. Yeah, or are you going to leave her in charge, in charge of her, the flaky science chick who only a year ago betrayed you all and murdered somebody who was crucial to what you were trying to achieve? Yeah, I think oh, you yeah, leave she'll her. do. Yeah, let's, <laughs> oh, let's leave by her. By the way, and also she has this um, preoccupation with napping on the job. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the time she's sleeping, this girl. So you're going to leave her in charge on her own. Yeah, makes Great total idea. sense. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, nothing. Oh, we're everything. <laughs> What was and it's just like it's just like hang on a minute these people are meant to be the cream of starfleet and they make such an obvious decision because the writers have decided right we we, we want to have this this chick becoming interacting with the board queen okay it's just so obvious and again you picard will show up somewhere he'll talk to somebody who's never met him before now and for some reason in this series everybody he meets looks like people he already knows yeah, for no good reason it? whatsoever because they're 400 years in the past but everybody looks like everybody already knows right so um you're meant to swallow that and then literally within him they, they point a gun at him and then within five minutes he's got them eating out of his hand and doing exactly what he tells them to do they are, it, it's just not yeah, plausible no and then <laughs> well it's the scientist name son yeah, and it's not like, why the, why the hell is he even there? Obviously, Brent Spiner had a contract, but for God's sake, do we need to see... They had, they've done this with the Soong um, history. They did it in... They did it in. Um, well, that's the problem, is that it yeah, doesn't even match up because Soong was after First Contact. Yeah. Because but, it, at First Contact, the Earth is kind of devastated. Yeah. People are living in tribes, and then all of a sudden, it, yeah, it made no sense. About, they even talk about this. They talk about what's to come. And yeah. yet, you know, he's going to survive through. And, and, and not only that, everyone's going to look the same. Yeah. And um, and somehow this is yeah. another hundred years in the future. And yet somehow this guy's still alive. He looks but old as shit a, now. But and he's evil. Do, they've, they've done this same story with the Soong mm-hmm. um, family. Over, they did it in the last season of Picard. They did it in Deep Space Nine. They even did it in Flipping Enterprise. Yeah, and they did it several times in the next generation. And you always know when you see him. Yeah, that guy is the mad scientist. He's brilliant. He's got some great ideals, but you probably can't trust him because he'll go off the rails at some point. Oh, well, what a surprise. Yeah, and it's just at this point, you just thought, well, clearly, yeah, you see, well, if if Brent Spiner had a contract for season two, they should have done done something different with him. So much better than this. Yeah, flashbacks with his dad stuff in the dream. I would have had data. I would have had data in the Queen Borg's head. Yeah, because that would have made more sense. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. Because he'd done that, and that that would have made sense. And then you could have had him um, fighting with the Borg Queen rather than uh, Agnes Chick, whatever flaky chick who who sings. For some reason, yeah, I was unchanging. <laughs> Just because she said, "Oh, you know what? I'm a singer." And then I'd I'm like going to go sing. out and murder a bunch of people. <laughs> it made no it's, sense. And and so and then the whole uh, they 
time we, we said this when when the, we first got to these episodes the time travel back to our time with star trek has been done to death yeah and and the problem with any time travel episode is that they'll start out going we mustn't change the timeline and by the end of it they're shagging everybody and you know some guy's going to stay behind because that's the way they always do and yep. they go so, so, it's, it's like once you've been there for a bit it's like well literally screw the timeline yeah um, i just met this girl and her son and we're already so in love that i'm going to stay here forever yeah yeah it I, makes I, total I, sense i just i just felt as i say i think the bones of this season had some good ideas in it i agree they just they just blew the execution really badly almost everything in the middle was superfluous boring trying to develop characters that it didn't work um why did they kill off the romulan kid to bring him back as some kind of a holo projector and yet, and 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 he has all the memories. I don't know how that works. He, it's yeah, a and, super and also, spaceship. Yeah, and and also as well. He, well, I'll tell you why. Because he clearly had the worst agent. Yeah. <laughs> because his obviously. agent said said you're going to get promoted to a series regular for season two, but guess what, kid? You're hardly in it. Yeah, you're hardly in it. <laughs> and then, and all, you know, you know, all those cool kind of martial arts superpowers that you had in season one doesn't matter because somebody's just going to blow you away with a phaser. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, by the way, for some reason, everyone else gets shot with that same phase and they're vaporized. But you, you get hit and you get a bloody wound in the shoulder that means you have an agonizing death. Yeah, just to give some emotional pathos. Absolutely. Yeah, and and, and worse when you come back as a hologram, you still fight like a human, <laughs> blocking punches, even though you're a hologram. So yeah. why not let someone just pummel the crap out of you? And at this, this is the the, the big big plot reveal from the end of the last season was that picard's been turned into an android right yeah and yet he's apparently still as fragile as he was an old man human yeah in this and it's just like that doesn't make any sense (laughs) he's a robot (laughs) so either the robot keeps him alive or it doesn't but what you can't do is is heal him like a robot i mean (laughs) again talking about plot holes it's like you know he, he gets run over by the car and his robot body decides to pretend to behave like a real human would do, would exactly. do if you if you mowed down an old guy with a with a, with a tesla yeah right and so what are you going to do in that situation what are your cream of starfleet going to do are they going to take you back to your 24th century spaceship which also has um, a Borg queen on it. Yep. Who, uh, I mean, admittedly, they don't know at this point she's got a hole in her head. But the point, the point is, you know that um, she might be help, hate to, able to help you technologically. And you've got all the 24th century medical stuff there. And the fact you've got a robotics expert who worked on Soontike androids, which is what he is. Yeah. So you, are you going to take her back there? Or are you going to take her to the, a free to, clinic. The, uh, <laughs> to the free clinic chick that, who, that you met? two episodes ago and who doesn't really trust you anyway because you haven't told her anything yeah. <laughs> and let her work on him it, Shocker, it, it was, she couldn't fix him how is that yeah it, it was so contrived so much of it there were yeah. so many glaring pot hole, plot holes and then we get to the point where before the season's even over they announced hey not only are we coming back for season three the entire cast of the next generation is going to be on it yeah and Yay. and of course then you see you get towards the end of the episode and and this great ensemble they've built and they do have good chemistry together you can they see do. they're starting to pick them apart weed them off right so rios yep. is gone um agnes is gone yep 
you know, this one's a hologram, so we can turn it off whenever we want yep. to. You know, it's basically, it's like, oh, it, it almost says, <laughs> let's rip up some contracts and make room for the next gen guys, because those guys are going to be really expensive. Um, you know, are they I, really? Well. Which I, one's expensive? I can't think well, of one of them who would be expensive. <laughs> Every single one of them are clapping. Oh, yeah. We want to be on this show. Yeah, but there's about eight or nine of them. That's the problem. This is the only thing they've know. ever done, most of them. Yeah, Jonathan Franks is the Star Trek director. He doesn't do anything else. No, he he's, he directs other things as well. Name one. You know, and he's well. I, I can't name them. Well, there you go. The see, because he doesn't do shit. He um, n- none of them do anything else. None of them. Well, Wesley Crusher. Um, I mean, he's the only well, one other than Picard who kind of created his own thing. Yeah. I mean, Will Wheaton became Will Wheaton because of that show. <laughs> It's, everyone hated hated Wesley Crusher, but then everyone he, fell in love with with Will Wheaton. with Will because he is authentic. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and absolutely. You haven't finished, so you don't know about Will Wheaton on the show yet, right? Uh, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I know. Which and, I kind of liked. I'll be honest. That part of it, I was like, okay, I kind of buy yeah, that. That's kind of cool. I, well, I, again, I can see where that's going, and the and the reason I like that is because I thought it was done really badly in the original series. Oh yes, it was. You know, the fact the fact that they, he was just like deleted off, and then he came back, and then he was deleted off again, and all of this. It was it was you know I think it was it was nice to bring that back, and I think that's part of the problem I have with this is that again we've talked about this with Star Wars. The difficulty with season two of Picard is there's so much that's inward looking and only comes from certain areas of Picard's uh, history. And it's just like, again, you have a whole galaxy to play with here. Yeah, and we're going to revisit his childhood, which in the grand scheme of things, who cares? He's like 95 years old. Why are (laughs) we talking about this? Yeah, I know. We don't. And we got to get this, his flashbacks through the entire freaking series. I know. It's just like, I don't understand why we can't have him do his thing with the experience he's now got that he didn't have in the original series because now he's older and wiser and everything do his thing in a new setting in a new way with a new problem with new characters and he's the inspiration to make people get better and greater and he's got the knowledge and why why focus on him why not bring him in as the the guy that the guy has to go get you know? Yeah, and why not? What? And again, you've you've have set up the new ensemble with the new ship and everything. Yeah. So why do you have to kind of break it all apart and then shuffle it around and bring it? Why back do you in have again? to bring why? this crew back, anyways? Well, yeah, you could argue that. I mean, at the beginning of the second season, we see that everyone's pretty much moved on. So you could have left them like that if you wanted to. Yeah. See, I, I think there's some characters that are there that serve no purpose, um, or the character is so different than the first season uh what's yeah. the the black lady's name uh Rafi. yeah yeah i liked her in the first season yeah the kind of you know bit the, broken yeah uh cynical doesn't, doesn't put up with thing. picard's bullshit yeah and in this you one know. she's all emotional all the time yeah and and all of a sudden she's she's kind of she's wrapped up in the romulan kid and it's like well they, they barely spoke to each other in the i know season. and now all of a sudden he's the big thing yeah i know I, I, and somehow um, her and Seven are in a relationship? When the hell that happened? Yeah. Yeah. Well, between season one and season two, apparently. Well, it, they clearly um, established that she, uh, the um, Seven of Nine, is now a ranger. Yep. She's out on missions and shit. Yep. Right. Just didn't make any sense. 
I yeah, as I, as I said, I just, and I'm not saying anything about the girl on girl thing. That I don't care about that. That's fine. No, no, no of course that's not. fine. If you're gonna, if you're but gonna, I want to see why they have a relationship. This this yeah. season, they should have developed that relationship. This yeah. is when that should have started. They. Uh, this is the problem about the sh- this shortcut writing. That yeah. I think I think uh, it, we see in this season is it's a case of they introduce that relationship element purely to create some sort of tension between those two characters. Yeah. And it was lazy because telling you about something that happened off screen, you didn't see it. Yep. How can you buy it? Yeah, you can't. You know? Because they're yeah. kind of similar characters to begin with. Yeah. You don't want you, two people that are the same getting together. You want two people that yeah. are completely different and at odds. That's and where the tension have, yeah. is built. And then you have the relationship, supposed relationship ten- tension between Rios uh, and Jurati, except that apart from the fact they that they mentioned it and they broke up, it virtually never gets yeah, addressed. Yeah, never gets addressed again. Yeah, they they hardly even share any screen time. Yeah, it. And here's the disappointing thing: if you go back and listen to two episodes ago, or maybe it was I don't remember, um, of the Geeks Pub, we were praising for the new series of Picard. We had just yeah. watched like the first one or two episodes, and we were like, "This is so good." Yeah. And it just went to shit so fast, and it's yeah. so depressing because that. Look no. at Brave New World or Strange New World, whatever it's called. Strange New World, I'm pretty sure. Look at what they're doing on that show compared to this show. Yeah. It's like, it's night and day. And for them to bring back now the original crew, I don't care. I really don't care. Well, I would And care. I love this if, next if they generation. Nailed, if they nailed this season, I really would care. I would say, wow, here we get an opportunity. Because let's face it, the last the, the last movie they did, Nemesis, it was, was a terrible. Yeah. It was a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. And it really gave all of those characters short shrift yeah so to bring them left all a bad back, taste in all the actors yeah, mouth too exactly yeah so to bring them all back and give them a proper final send-off for the next generation would be awesome but after, on the evidence of this season there's a real concern that they're going to screw it up did uh Guinan get stung by a bee before her uh filming <laughs> are we not supposed to mention that she might be an immortal listener but you know time takes its soul i mean look at how much she changed in the 400 years before yeah <laughs> she got wider than she did taller <laughs> at least in her face good lord oh dear oh dear you know what sometimes sometimes the, you spend so much in the cgi budget on the board queen you can't can't do anything about certain actors so mm. you know the passage of time yeah, there's only so much. I, I would have taken the uncanny valley over the watermelon head. <laughs> she looks so bad. Don't, right. Don't say watermelon because that could be. Okay, yeah, you're racist. right there. No, just the shape of her face. Yeah, well. Pear head, well, I guess, maybe. I don't she's know. Old, she's the old lady. I mean, you know. I know, but it doesn't that, work in the is, series. This is, this is, I, I suspect this is one of the reasons why Brent Spiner says I'm not doing data anymore because he's, he's, he's saying, look, I'm an old guy and you can't buy it. He, he, he had the Apple big face in the first series too. It's like, <laughs> oh, what the hell? I, I think his lithium batteries are swelling up or something. Spicy pillows. They're, they're behind his cheeks. And look, they, yeah. look. Well, you and I are in no position to <laughs> no, make fun of weight. Not, but you can't. It's the it's the elephant in the room, <laughs> pun intended. Um, it's just nice. Can you? Not, you I'm supposed million. to buy that this is an immortal. That <laughs> yeah. just fifty years or twenty years ago, she was 
what happened? Nine $9 million an episode, and they couldn't spring for a couple of personal trainers. Oh, I don't think Whoopi would have gone for that. <laughs> that that lady's gone over the deep end too many times. It's I'm not talking about her politics. I actually agree with most of her politics. I'm talking yeah. about she herself is just... I, I don't know. When you give too many... You give someone a platform too often, that's probably not a good idea. Oh, well. At least there was no politics in this then. No. And, that, and I'll that, be honest with you, she is the thing. one character when he goes back in time. I like that character. A young yeah. Guinan. That yeah. was an interesting character. It was, yeah, absolutely. But they that should have good. just recast her. Instead of having Whoopi Goldberg, just use this, this age, this woman up some for this. And just, uh, we're just going to assume yeah. that, yeah, that's been Guinan the whole time. They just got a different actress because Whoopi is like five times her size and she's not that person <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Um, and that would have been fine. I would have been fine with that. But yeah. she looks nothing like Whoopi Goldberg. Nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. So if we're going to accept that, then just yeah. use her age her up a little bit. You can either do it digitally or makeup. You can make someone look a lot older with makeup. Uh, you could, you know what? You could even do the thing where when Picard first goes to see her again, she, he, he walks in, doesn't recognize her, and she, and she says, oh, you know, look, it's the 24th century. I've had some work done. You know? Or something. I mean, you well, my species like change over time. And yeah, then you're like, oh, okay, right, yeah. that We're explains like, the lady that, you know, yeah, looks exactly. like she you ate the other lady in the future. You can say, we're like the Time Lords. We regenerate every now and again. Yeah, we just, we we get, we grow bored with what we well, look yeah, like. And we, we can choose it. our own appearance. Yeah, yeah exactly. and that would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Q has, the, the. I'll be honest, regardless of what I said earlier, his send-off, though, at the end of this was... Pitch perfect. I really enjoyed it. Um, disappointing season. I think yeah. we can both agree. It, yeah. it could have been, and it should have been, really yeah, great. Yeah, it should have been really good. But, man, you you got to get some new ideas in there, and you got to have someone looking at your script going, okay, this doesn't make sense. We need to address this. Even a couple lines of dialogue would have addressed a lot of the issues. And I, we're going to leave the flakiest chick in charge of the board queen. It's just the dumbest it's like okay you've got two members of your crew that were actually borg at one point yeah one of them is like the nemesis of the borg <laughs> one of them yeah and the other one's like the the uh, federation's foremost borg expert because she, she was, was a, borg. a borg yeah oh guess what she's actually still a borg she's a reformed borg yeah so you know what she's probably your go-to for the book Let, let's take take this completely untrustworthy character that has a had a bad relationship with one of the people, killed somebody yeah. else, and the <laughs> just and betrayed, a year and betrayed ago. everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it seems to always have this hidden agenda. It, yeah. Is super lazy at her job. She's sleeping all the time, like you said. <laughs> let's let's. You, hey, could you stay here and watch this almost supernatural? Watch, yeah, watch, all watch powerful. The, you, watch the universe's greatest villain. Yeah, who is you way know. smarter than you, by the way. You you, you got this. <laughs> We believe in you. Give her hell. Jesus. <laughs> it really is. It's like Jesus. It's, it's so bad. And then and then you have to have a bit where <laughs> Rafi and Seven come back and they have to look up on the CTTV to figure out that she went all Borg. And they're all like surprised. Yeah. Like, Nobody saw that coming. 
Yeah, at that point, one of them should have looked at the other and said, I knew we shouldn't have left this dumbass in charge. They should have said, they should have said. What were we well, thinking? Well, my bad. Oh, this is probably not a good idea, huh? No, no. They should have said, what sort of bloody idiots are we? Yeah. We should have left Rios back there. Oh, dear. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but there's another thing. It's like, you know, the ship, it's, it's your only way of getting home. It's got all your technology in it, you know. Does everybody need to go on the mission? Right. Can we not have a couple of people behind? Right. Yeah. Maybe leave someone behind that's competent. <laughs> no. It was, it's almost like they went, well, Elnar's dead. Normally he would have stayed here, but he's dead, so we'll just leave his body yeah. to do the job. Just so bad. So bad. I, I still don't understand why when he's a hologram and he's fighting, he's showing pain. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute. You're a, you're a freaking hologram. You can let the dude's punches go right through you, solidify yourself when he's punching you, rip the guy's arm off like it's nothing. You can go through him like freaking Terminator. Well, I mean, here's the thing. How a hologram works, presumably it's like focused tractor beams and maybe a bit of replicated matter being moved around and everything to kind of create the hologram, yeah? So if you're capable of doing that, if you can generate in a physical space a thing that looks like a human, moves like a human, fights like a human. Surely, to beat the bad guys, you don't need to actually create the human. Surely you could use that stuff to just rip everybody apart. Yeah, or or <laughs> if you want to do the, it has to be a human form, why are you standing in front of the bad guy letting him punch you? Why not materialize <laughs> behind him in an instant, yeah. and rip the guy's head off, or, or just, materialize just, yeah, inside or, of him and just boom? <laughs> or just just turn yourself, you know, have the have the guy turn into stone while he's being punched, right? And then punch him back. Yeah, <laughs> no, why headbutt him? What are you doing? It's it's almost like originally he wasn't going to be a hologram, and they decided at the last minute oh, that they were <laughs> so bad. Hollywood would do well to hire us as consultants. Um, We've got so many other things to do. I know. That's the problem. Well, you know, you, you spread us too thin and we won't do a good job, but exactly. we'll go where the money is. That may, maybe that's what happened on the show. Maybe the writers were just spread too thin. Well, you got to wonder well. because there's so much good stuff out there. We're going to eventually get into Peacemaker when uh, David finally gets caught up. We've got, um, we we were going to talk about Batman, but we kind of blew our whole episode already. <laughs> We're having too much fun. We, we could just briefly talk about it, because I don't think it t- d- deserves an entire episode, to be honest. You know, um, okay. I, I think the, the new Batman movie was pretty good. Yep. That's all I, I think. It was pretty good. I thought, I think I said this at the time, um, this was like they'd taken a graphic novel and turned it into a movie. And by that, I mean, they literally taken a really good batman graphic novel and said let's do this beat for beat as a movie because i that's that's how it came across me i thought it was really good i thought it was um within the the confines of the always rainy gotham grim dark eye-shadowed type um trope that batman is kind of has become over the years um because let's face it the movies have influenced the comics that have influenced the movies kind of thing and that's how we've ended up in the this kind of really noir space i actually thought this was a really good interpretation i i Um, I still think and i know this is going to be an unpopular ben affleck was the best batman yeah you think well, he showed actual a range of freaking emotions. Yeah. He actually smiled. He kind of had a thing yeah. for Wonder Woman. You could kind of tell he's kind of into her a little bit. This I, Batman I, is just fucking. Why is the the Catwoman 
into him at all. All he is is broody, kind of rude to her. Looks, he acts like a dick. Yeah, spies chicks, on her. Some chicks like that. Ugh. That's why. No, it's, no, they don't. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I think, no, I think he's not a likable play, Batman. No, but they're playing with the bad boy thing. I know, and, but uh, and it's also, just, I, I didn't know a, a lot of that. I did cut it slack in this movie because I think this is this is like a year one. This is, you know, it's he's a year two to, technically. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. He's 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 learning to. Be At least we didn't get the, the slow Batman. motion pearls falling into the puddles in the alley again. Yeah. It's like good yeah. God, I can do yeah. without that. But I'm sorry. I, I, thought, I think ba- I thought Ben Affleck was, is the best Batman. He just uh, is. Yeah. Okay. I I enjoyed this though. I enjoyed the fact they played more on the detective elements. I enjoyed. That, the I did that, too. I I did too. Yeah. I I like I said, it's a good movie, but yeah. it's not great. It's it's okay. I I don't know why we have to have different versions of characters that are in movies already. Um, I think I like the Joker. Don't get me wrong. That movie with yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. It was good. It didn't need to be Joker. Yeah. This was good. It didn't need yeah. to be Batman. Uh, uh, that's a fair point. You know, you've point. got a Batman. He's in the DCU. You're trying to build something. Then freaking build that. Stop well, jumping yeah. all over the place and confusing the shit out of, well, of I th- viewers. I think, I think you remember, you've got to remember that this originally was going to be a Ben Affleck movie. Yeah. And then he dropped out. Yeah. Um, so now they, they let this they, director just do whatever the hell he wants, and they, regardless and they re- of what they're trying to build. Because they say they're trying to build this thing. They want to build all these characters. They got this shared universe. Now they finally are doing it. Oh, but we're going to do Joker and we're going to do Batman. They have nothing to do with these. And these are more Elseworld movies. They don't know what they're doing with the shared universe. No, they don't. God damn it. But there is going to be a sequel to this. So uh, with Patterson again. Yeah, um, of course. Why not? I'm intrigued to see. Because as as I said, it it certainly wasn't anywhere near as bad as it could have been. It was a good movie. it It was a good movie. It just didn't yeah. need to be Batman. Yeah. Call him Owlman. They own that character. Just do that. It doesn't it doesn't have to be the same but, character, another interpretation. Well, that's does, that's the only issue I have. That's the having that title is what brings people into the theater. Yeah. If they came up with a new character, then it wouldn't it wouldn't make as much money and it is all about the money at the yeah. end of the day. Fair that's point. That's why we keep on having to have Batman movies every few years. And we wouldn't be talking about it much. Exactly. And we're going to stop talking about it now because this is the end of the Geeks Pub. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. We'd love to get feedback from you. It's the show at geekspubpodcast.com. You can always go to uh, geekspubpodcast.com and leave feedback. Go to mymac.com. You can leave feedback there as well. Uh, we are on Twitter and Facebook, but we're under the other show's name there, Tech Fan. This is more of a subset of Tech Fan, if anything, I guess. I don't know. Is it its own thing? Is it more of a continuation? I don't know. It's not like we changed the format or anything. Yep. We just it's don't just... play music at the end of this show. That's the big difference. Yeah. So with that, we're going to wrap up. David, I'll see you next week on Tech Fan. See you then.